Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're live. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It is a big, big day on Wall Street. You all know why. We've got a Fed meeting today. Um, statement out at 2 p.m. Press conference at 2.30. We know what they're going to do, but what are they going to say about the future? That remains an unknown. We'll find out uh, later, of course. Other than that, earnings, earnings, earnings. Two big disaster stocks overnight here. Lyft and Tupperware. Lyft was so bad that Uber was like, ah, we got to report early. We, we Uber was supposed to report last night, but they reported this morning because they wanted to get out ahead of it. Uh, so, so many earnings, like hundreds of earnings reports to talk about here. Uh, AMD, Airbnb, Starbucks, a lot to get to. We'll talk auto, autos with our guest, Michelle Krebs from Automaker uh, at uh, 835. So smash that like button and here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Well, bring on Joel and Dennis now, and Joel's going to bring on his charts. And Joel, have we had an overnight session this quiet? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back on record here. I think 20, uh, 24, 25 handles. You might be right. Uh, But I'm sure that will not persist since we are going to... 400 in the spiders and 4,000 in the S&P today. That's what uh, we found out on the pre-pre-market show. Uh, We got a high of 41.91. That's just under the high from yesterday, 95.75. Pre-market low right there near the close. So, of course, the market, good number, 69 a quarter. There we're looking at up 17 and a quarter handles at 4186.50. Uh, crude having a great day up 459.10704. Gold languishing at the 1850 area, down a buck 90 at 1868.80. Silver still stuck in the 22 handle, down a nickel 2261. Bitcoin, the undercut the 38K, but rally back up 1430 at 39,055. And Ethereum futures, they're up $104.50 at 2874.50. Let's bring in Triple D and let's get into the mind of the Fed in Jerome Powell. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. That, that's not easy. That's not an easy task. I think I need to start with an easier task. Okay, well, Joel, take us away. Take us away. So, (laughs) What is Powell thinking? Well, we're going to do the half, right? We're going to do the right. And um, what what he may say or may may, kind of 
indicate is that maybe supply chains are, are starting to ease up a little bit. And maybe he's looking at, you know, inflation may have turned, may have turned. So all the market participants since that last hour on Monday are thinking, oh, my gosh, if he says something like that, we're going to go to 4,300. So they're buy, 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 buy. And they missed another buy the dip opportunity. Oh, I missed the bottom. I missed, I missed the, the bottom. bottom. I missed the bottom again. Now, you know, he could he could do that or he could come out and be a super hawk. And then, you know, and say, man, we're going three quarters now. We're going three quarters at the next meeting. And we're going to go appoint at the meeting after. But right now, I think you have scared money out there that's not in the market. And they're trying yeah. to get in because they're. I think that's what you have going. That, that's a continuous thing. It's like the FOMO, and this is why I'm kind of with Mitch, is that I still don't know if we've seen the bottom because I still see FOMO everywhere. We haven't broken it. We haven't broke the buy the dip mentality. We haven't had a serious sell-off in a lot of stocks. In some stocks, definitely. And the Kathy stocks, woodshed um but in kathy this woodshed that's a good one no i know they actually somebody <laughs> tweeted out me kathy woodshed and i was like that's kind of <laughs> right but but in those stocks there has been and that's why those stocks seem to want to be the first to bounce but there's so many stocks that are still holding up fairly well that we haven't broken that mentality yet you know i look at my long-term portfolio and it's ugly but it was not kicking down 20, 30%. I think I'm like 10% off the highs. I mean, this is still correction territory. Should we be in correction territory or should we be more in bear market territory? You know, that's the question. Like when you add it all up, it, it doesn't add up to a friendly stock market environment. But to get into Powell's head and figure out what he's going to say, it's difficult. They know they got an inflation problem. They're attacking it. How hawkish is he going to be? It, I don't think they've seen any data to not be right. hawkish. Right. You know, I don't think we've seen, you know, maybe next week when we see the CPI, may, is it next week? Because I keep asking. I believe Wednesday. it's next week. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. So we see that maybe we start to see, we're not going to see prices go down like people saying, we're still going to be up. But maybe we don't see that crazy. Like, what are the expectations for CPI next week? Is it like plus 8% still? Oh, I have to. I that you're 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 I threw on you right under the bus. You are too tomorrow. far. You're That's too for tomorrow. Far. You're too far into the future for That's me. That's for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not so bearish. I'm on the fence. I really could be talked in either way. The only reason I want to stay on the bear train, or at least in the high cash train, is the uncertainty of this environment. So I do think my green light is still going to be when we see some CPI data. That is not rip roaring hot as hell. And if we get that, then I'm going to start buying stocks. If we get a little bit of an easy, like, hey, the CPI is starting to cool off a bit, it's working trade. I mean, take us back to the COVID trade, Joel. Remember this? Remember what the bottom of COVID was? We, we sold off 30% in a month. Some people who maybe started after March don't realize how ugly that March 2020 was. But we literally were down 30% in basically a month. And why did we bottom? It wasn't because COVID was over. We bottomed because we had a, a downtick in cases. We had just started ticking that, hey, these lockdowns are starting to work. Good point. And so yeah. I think it's going to be the same thing. We're going to bottom when we see that CPI data not so hot. 
So I don't think we bottom on a day, you know, because Jerome Powell says something. There's the potential to bottom next week, Wednesday, with the CPI data. But I don't know if we're going to, like, run into that because I think there'll be nervous money maybe still even into that. So I'm sitting with, like, 48% cash. But I will put some of that to work if we see some data that isn't that hot, even if I have to chase a little bit that day. But I'll be quick. The, the timing of it isn't great because the Fed is going to do their thing today. And then in the next week, we're going to get two huge data data points, right? A jobs number on Friday and CPI, which is probably more important right now on Wednesday. So they will have to – whatever they say today, it will almost be irrevant potentially yeah. by next week. So it's a great point. Well, what part they're of the talking rally, about today is going to be irrelevant by next week. Potentially. Part of the rally yesterday was uh, the jolt number was, was pretty good. The uh, the job openings, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think the unemployment. I mean, uh, you know, it's flat. I mean, you know, if 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 you see a big jump in the unemployment rate, then then you got to head for the hills, right? But I don't, I don't see that at least this quarter. I don't see the the imminent recession slash depression starting this, you know, last month. But we shall see. All right, let's go to the earnings here. Uh, we got to start with Lyft. It was the <laughs> it was, it's a disaster of the morning. Um, and and one of those cases where if, if you were listening to the conference call, you really the, the conference call was actually pretty bullish. It was pretty positive. Right? There are some calls where you can like clearly get the sense that like okay, like management is admitting that things are not going great. Other conference calls where you really don't get that sense at all. And I really didn't get that sense at all. I was going to the transcript this morning, and it honestly seemed pretty darn positive to me. I wasn't listening to it, but I, I read it. Um, but the bottom line is. At the very first inkling of a slowdown in growth and uh, in, in your growth stock, you're getting punished. And that's yes. the bottom line here on Lyft. Yes. Uh, the, the earnings uh, came in at, at, at $0.07 cents per share, uh, a little bit light. Uh, let's see, adjusted net income. It was up year over year. Uh, sales, sales guidance. Sales guidance came in just a little bit below the estimate it, not even that much right it basically it was basically in line or light by like uh 50 million dollars right it's like not even that light but like a little bit light right um but if you if you take that guidance and combine it with the fact that they're they admitted on the call that they're having to spend more and more money to uh incentivize drivers onto the platform um again any just the littlest inkling of a slowdown and you're done in the yeah. eyes of Wall Street. Yeah. This is this is every day. There is like a stock, a growth stock down 25 to 30%. It's why it's so hard to hold the growth stocks. I mean, the ones, it seems like in this earnings season has been just horrible because they disappoint, they go down 25%, they beat, they go up, and then five days later, they leak it back. And it's like the shorts win in both cases. They just have to hold on longer in the case, obviously, where you know the stock beats and the stock pumps up. So it's tough, but the ones that are missing, for the most part, just aren't coming back. Like, they aren't, like, bouncing back like we've seen historically in other earnings seasons. So it has not paid to buy the earnings dip on anything, really. I mean, the odd one has maybe bounced back. But even in the case of Carvana, remember, it sold off, and then it bounced back, like, $30 at after-hour session. What happened? It started leaking, gave it all back, and then it went down even more. <laughs> they so, did I mean, that offering. It's just been a top Oof. buy the dip market if you're 
on disappointing earnings or disappointing guidance. This is disappointing guidance. It's a reason that I'm probably not buying the lift here, the lift dip here today. Is there a point in time I might buy lift? Maybe, but trying to be that hero on day one has turned many people not into a hero, but into a zero. So no, thank you. Uh, pre-market low, uh, 22 bucks right on the kisser. You, you, you know, you rallied a buck 29 off that. So don't want to say that we're not going to get back down there because anything can happen. But, um, I did see a monthly low in the lower 21 handle. I believe this monthly low comes in at, uh, Ooh, that was 22.90. So we're below that. 2134 was your October 2020 low. So, you know, I, I'd be I'd be buying it to cover short anywhere between 21 and a half and 22 and a half. Not that I'd be trying to go long, but like if I had like a, a boatload to buy right now, based on this scenario, that's what that's what I'd be targeting. What it what could very well happen is that it gets teledocked. And, you know, you go down, you make a loan, it's been on for four days. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but this is a big discount. Or it could get Estee Laudered, right? Same Estee kind of Slaughter, thing. Estee Slaughtered, you mean? Oh, no, good one, Dennis. Well, I think it had a pretty good day, Dennis. <laughs> oh, yeah, it came back. It did come back. So you just gave two examples of stocks actually bouncing back. Yeah. The hero yeah. trade working out. Yes, I am. So I'm on the opposite. I mean, like I said, to cover a short, Today or nibble it along 21 and a half, 22 and a half. Of course, you know, if the, you know, if the, the buyers jump out ahead of me, I would have to adjust that, but that would be the plan. No plan on going long, but uh, that's what I'm looking at. All right. I'm not uh, shorting it at 22 bucks or 23 bucks. No, we don't shorten the call hole. The, pa- yeah, page I six mean, of the buck, Joel. Don't shorten the hole. You got to catch up on that. I Anyways, know. Let's I go know. on. Joel, let's go, yeah, let's Joel go. started actually writing some stuff, and I haven't actually written anything yet. So I just like speak it out, and then you write it down for me because <laughs> I'm too lazy to go write it down. So and page six, don't shorten the hole. That's the only thing on the page. Yeah, well, so let's talk Uber. Uber was on the calendar to report earnings tonight. And um, if you saw the stock last night, you're, you're, you assume, okay, Uber is down because Lyft is down, right? Which which makes total sense because they they tend to move in sympathy, uh, but now things are looking different because Uber moved their earnings report up to this morning. They weren't supposed to report this morning, but they did anyway. I think because they knew, or this is Dennis's theory at least, that they knew that it wasn't as bad. The bottom line with it, with Uber, a lot of their financials are are, are janky because of um there there's a big a big equity. They said their equity investments weighed on their earnings for the quarter. Uh, but the bottom line here is mobility revenue up 58% year over year, delivery revenue up 12% year over year, which is impressive because, again, we're talking about delivery, right? During a pandemic, it presumably went a lot higher. So it's even higher now still. Um, so it, it, it looks like it was a really good, a pretty good quarter for Uber. Uh, but a lot of the, the EPS and the earnings and stuff is kind of janky because of the, uh, the equity investments. We just had non-farm data too, by the way. Not that it matters, but uh, no, it's I not mean, moving the market. No. All right. So Uber comes out. They see their stock getting hammered last night off Lyft, which it really did. Probably pissed them all off and saying, hey, our numbers aren't that bad. Let's get them out there because they were obviously supposed to report tonight and they jumped the gun and they reported this morning. So and that is why, you know, you've seen the stock obviously come off the lows. With that being said, it 
went green briefly at the $30 technical Ooh, level. Yeah, look at that. Huge number. Nope. Could not get through there. And now it's starting to leak here again. So i really all excited to go by Uber here when Lyft is getting punished as hard as it is, even though the Uber numbers were okay. I don't think so. So I think I'm just going to sit this one out. Yeah, hit 30 a couple times and boom, hit it and then uh, retreated. I've I've never had a bullish take on the I on the, on these stocks. So this one is a well, little that's been correct. It's little it's been a little <laughs> bit harder to read. I don't think you're gonna get a look at uh at 30 today. I think the bulls are probably hoping for you know just to see the close again, 2947. Oh, yep. So that's my first I you know, resistance. Of course, a bus over 30, then you know, it it could run. But I look at the closes resistance and then this 2885 from yesterday. We're actually trading near yesterday's low. So if this thing doesn't get off the mat like really quickly, the, the bulls don't come in and rescue this. I could see this uh testing this low right here at uh oh, that's not that far away, 2828. So Better hold in here quick, or I don't know about that pre-market low down under 26, yep. but bulls got to spring into action. I think it's expensive. I mean, it, you know, oh. I, it is Uber and Lyft, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't do a lot of traveling. I just, I, I you mean the you mean the cost of the Uber itself is expensive. Yeah. Well, there's a yeah. convenience factor because they hunt you down, like you don't have to search out, like you have yeah. to search out a taxi. What about my whistle? I don't need an Uber or Lyft. I, need I know my Joel whistle. has the whistle. I know. And Why I'm didn't you York- invent the ride company called Whistle? <laughs> it would have been a better name than Uber or Lyft called Whistle. Here, I just created a billion dollar idea for somebody out there. <laughs> We're going to just basically rip off Uber and Lyft, same platform. We're going to call it Whistle because it's a cool name. And you just like, boom. And maybe when you actually call it, the little phone does a whistle or something too, just for fun. Ooh, that's exciting. That's a nice little thing. So we'll call it Whistle. We just I bet you I could go upstairs right now, okay, and open up the door, okay, and I could go to the farthest place in my house and I could whistle and you and guys would hear, you. hear it through my through the mic on my desk and that's also from the swimming days you know when your buddies you know when your buddies are swimming and then they take a breath and i won't do it i won't do I it it'll blow everyone. It'll blow I, all I, our I, ears can attest, I can attest to the ferociousness of joel's whistle it is loud yeah and that's why you don't like uber or lift because it puts your whistle out of you don't need it anymore <laughs> no exactly yeah yeah, uh, look how quiet the spoos are, Dennis. Are they? It's any. What What are people doing out there? We're just like forty one eighty six, hanging up seventeen. Calm before and, the Fed look storm. At, look at Mitch, storm. Mitch. Where's Mitch? Are you hide in the background, Mitch? Because we gotta get Mitch. Mitch is scared. He's running scared back there in the background. Are you here, Mitch? Money He's not Mitch. scared. He's is not he there? scared. He's gone. He's here. He's here. Give him a second. Give him a We're second. We're waiting for Money Mitch. He's, he's not scared. What's going on? There he is. There, Mitch here. here. Money Bear Mitch, Mitch here. Let's do this. Me, you got me running scared after the pre pre market show. Give us ah. your thoughts here. Give us your market thoughts here because you got me scared all of a sudden. Well, just just look around, right? What do you see this morning? There's, there's two words extreme optimism. What? Anytime we start going up, what happens? What do you see? Everyone's that? like, this is the bottom. Guys, I do see that. Let's go bit. buy AMD. Let's go buy NVIDIA. Let's go buy Apple. Let's go buy Tesla. If those end up red today, see ya. 
I so yeah, it's a very good point that if they that if they end up red, uh, then that I wouldn't feel good either. But that I would just say that the AMD and the Airbnb earnings reports from last night were extremely bullish. Now there's a chance they don't hold for 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 Jack and and that's a whole other thing. But just from a fundamental basis, I listened to both those calls mm-hmm. and they were very bullish, both of them. And they, I agree. I, I don't good. disagree with that. That's why I'm going to be watching today. Do we get a tech wreck? Do we get the cues to get hit harder? If they do get hit today, that's going to be my sign that, yep, wave the red flag. I'm done. I'm it's out. It's kind of tough, though, because it's, you, it's you, you know, you got the Fed, too. So I don't. It's after you, 2 you, o'clock. Yeah. 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 Right, what do you think is, the Fed's going to say, Mitch? What do you go in yeah. Powell's head? We're trying to play, you know, you know in Powell's head here. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Jerome Powell's going to say? Well, he's going to say that there's going there's been other factors that are affecting the economy. So he's going to sound a little light. He's going to drop the 50 points and then sound light, I think. He's not going to be sounding like, "Oh yeah, we're doing 50 points next next meeting also." Um, just to kind of give a little bit of ease to the market. I mean, cuz at the end well, of the then day, the market rallies though, doesn't it? D- yeah. That'll yes. be the question. That'll D- be the question. Dovish comments we go higher. Hawkish comments we probably correct i don't that's know that's the way the algos are probably reading yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good chance it's programmed yeah one of the things <laughs> that i'm going to be looking for is what i don't care about the interest rate hike because i'm focusing on what the market has focused on which is the selling off of the assets that's what i want to hear about and how fast have they started that and when do they i want at what price remember how um brainyard started talking about how they were going to go to extremes on that i want to hear more conversation on that topic we'll see we'll see two o'clock is is the is the statement 2 30 is the press conference we'll be streaming that on our youtube channel right here um and then all eyes will be on the fed and then it'll end and then that'll be that um Let's go back to earnings here, guys. There's just so many this morning. Airbnb. I I, I want to go to Airbnb here. Oh, Airbnb. Oh, wait, wait. What did I have next? Yeah, Airbnb was next on my list. Their report, again, I watched it. I, I listened to it. We, we streamed it on, on YouTube, and it was just very bullish, man. I mean, um, EPS beat, sales beat, gross booking value, which is just the total value of bookings on the platform, beat uh, EBITDA huge beat on the EBITDA, like a massive, massive EBITDA. Yeah. The estimate was $75 million. They came in at $229 million. Um, their very first uh, positive EBITDA, Q1, uh, the guidance they gave was it was a beat, a beat. They basically beat in everything. They beat estimates across the board last night. It was a very positive conference call. We got this one right. Um, I was saying I could get talked into it yesterday. I did not go into it because I just didn't have the guts to go in ahead of earnings. I still think this is be- this is kind of the best of both worlds here because you think about, and I was talking about this a little bit with you guys earlier, the thing about the traveler, the typical hotel, you know, is full of leisure travelers and business travelers. I think the majority of travel on Airbnb, and I haven't done any research on this, but I've got to assume it's mostly leisure. You know, there's not a lot of probably businessmen going in, you know, going to Airbnb on their business trip. They go to a hotel. So there'll be some business on Airbnb, but I've got to assume the majority is leisure. And that leisure traveler is still going to be strong. Even if, you know, we lose the business traveler longer term because of Zoom and stuff, Airbnb doesn't get hit as hard on that. 
So I love this business long term. Short term, it's still a high valuation stock, obviously, when you know market doesn't like these kind of stocks. But I do believe a stock like Airbnb, when the market goes to turn, is going to end up being one of your leaders. And I do believe it can eventually grow into this valuation too. So I don't even think it's that crazy. So it's a stock that's on my shopping list. I'm not going to buy it the day it's up seven bucks in this market because it's not paid to do that. But I do think this is a stock, if you're buying it five to 10 years from now, you actually might make some good money with this one. Well, one thing I, I didn't think about until really just this morning is when we were talking is I would imagine a hotel can only lower their prices so much, right? They have they have expenses, they have payroll, they have they, they have to manage their their the, the, a hotel room is not super um, elastic, right? It it, it it is somewhat, but it's not as nearly as elastic as an Airbnb. Because if, if you're renting out your Airbnb, you go as low as you want to go. It's your yeah. decision, right? Yeah. You 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 want to go down, you know, uh, to 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 fifty fifty percent. Go for it, right? It's it's your money. Do it's your house. Do whatever you want. Just so many different options. I so, mean, yeah, there's a good point there too. I mean, is is the potential for somebody to come up with a better app there? I mean, you know, is the bar? I, I think they're just there. There's so much now that people are using it as a verb as well. When they start using it as a verb, it's going to be hard to take them off the throne. So, I mean, we saw that with Google. You know, now we just say, "I'm going to Airbnb it." I mean, so when they start using them as a verb, that's when you know you got best of breed. And even if more another somebody else comes up with a better app with maybe cheaper fees or something like that, it'll still be hard to take them out. So I think this one is going to actually be one that leads the next bull market. But I don't know when the next bull market is. And I don't want to be early. And this thing goes down to 100 bucks, and then it leads us out when we're 120, 130 and leading us out. So I got to wait until I'm feeling more comfortable with stocks. But this one is definitely on my shopping list. Hmm. It's one of the growthy stocks that I actually like. There's good, not a lot good, of growth stocks I good like. Good breakdown. Uh, good analysis. I know that uh, we got some trips planned. And I know Lisa spent a lot of time on that side. And I know that's what we're booking. You know, two, three, we do four, too. Yeah, yep. two, three, four places. So, yep. um, so, you know, that's a part, you know, what you use. Uh, just looking at the chart, uh, just throwing out all the fundamentals here. Not really going to pay much attention to the pre-market action, but to me, 155 is a really big goal. And you did get through it on the initial number. You got the 156 and changed. But I'm I'm looking at the two Monday high right there, 55.13, a little bit below it yesterday at 54.49. And then also, it was also the lows in that area for a couple days uh, last week. So you bust this thing above 255. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say it can't go, you know, into the 160 handle. If this, I was long, if I played it for a trade-off earnings and it didn't write up to, to 155 and take that out, I'd be a little bit concerned in this one. Of course, this next support is down at the at the close. That's a long ways away down at 145. But when the market crashes, uh, you know, when the spoos drop 185 points, then, you know, you should be able to get it at yesterday's low. I, I think this quote from the call just about sums it up here. This is from Brian Chesky, the CEO. Um, we are particularly encouraged by the compounding growth we are seeing in North America. 
U.S. domestic demand this year has so far outpaced our internal expectations, and we are encouraged by U.S. international bookings exceeding 2019 levels. Hmm. People are going places. And, they still are. And, 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 and you know what it is? It's a continuation of the trend that they said last time around as well, which is that uh, stays of longer than like a couple weeks, stays of 30, 30 days or more, are at like an all-time high. Yeah. Right? Really? So, really? Wow. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Wow, I didn't know that. Is this not long-term bad for all the hotel stocks? The Caribbean B as so. it continues. Like, and this was a theme we talked about before COVID, like year, a few years ago. And just saying, why well, I wouldn't want to own hotel stocks. And now you've had this ridiculous rally in all the hotel stocks because people are going places. We're going to go to hotels like we've never gone to go to hotels before. Is that right, though? Or is it we're going to travel like we haven't traveled before? Because I think in the big scheme of things, I don't know if I want to own the hotel stocks. I don't know if I want to own them long term, even though the reopening trade has helped them. The reopening is going to slow. I mean, we reopen. People are going and doing things. We've had the great reopening. We got to start thinking about that in the past now, at least in the U.S., maybe not in China. But, you know, we've had the great reopening here and we got to start looking forward. And looking forward, I just think that Airbnb is going to start eating the hotel's lunch. It already is. But is it going to start eating it more? I think so. It's better choices. It's more exciting. I mean, you go to a hotel room, Joel, and you're just like, oh. okay, same hotel. You know, okay, this is nice amenities, but still a hotel. And you I, go to the Airbnb, and there's so much different stuff you can do. Well, I think the biggest difference is that, like, the whole work from working from anywhere thing, that does not benefit hotels. Because nobody wants to stay at a hotel for a month, right? But it clearly benefits Airbnb. Well, there you go, too. There's a lot of reasons to own Airbnb, like long-term, <laughs> owning Airbnb and shorting hotel stocks. Oh, there's maybe that's a pair of trade you could put on now. I, I think so. Yeah, I think maybe, so. you know, that's a long-term pair trade. And obviously, you got to look at fees when you're shorting stocks, borrow fees and stuff like that when you're shorting long-term. But there's probably a play here. I mean, You know what the thing, too, about these Airbnbs is uh, the one that we stayed in uh, in Florida. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of, of the island we were at. I mean, it it was like brand spanking new, right? So how much does it cost like to redo an old hotel, right? Oh, spend money. You yeah. spend a lot of money. But you just – like this was like a four, five, six-unit uh, Airbnb, you know, if you're a handy guy or, you know, you got some buddies that are handy, you, you, you get it done. It's like it, it's not a like all new linens, old, you know, everything brand spanking new. Just think about the cost, to, you know, to upgrade these places. I mean, that's what people are doing. They're buying, you know, cheap places. Singer Island. Hey, how does how does you remember where I was at Crypto, Peter? Man, oh, man. He remembers where I was. follow you, man. He, he was there. <laughs> Whoa. He was there that was you. almost. Wow, when was that? That was last year. Way to go, Crypto. Singer Island. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sounds like fun. a fun place. All right. Um, I, I want to move away from the Airbnb conversation uh, just real fast before we bring on our guests and just do a. He guessed. He uh, guessed because I, I, I said Riviera. I want to do AMD. I wanted to look talk AMD here. Is there a company that is a well-oiled machine more than AMD? No. I can't, I can't think of one. Um, I just put up the, the earnings history in Benzinga Pro here because I was curious. When is the last time this company missed? On their, you know, headline numbers, uh, and it's been a while, right? I only went back to 2018. They haven't missed on their on their EPS or sales since uh, Q3 2019. 
Uh, I mean, company. Yeah, I'll go back further. This company is just an absolute monster. It be, anyway, last night, same story. Look at this. I mean, it, you know, once you know, once they got things rolling here with Lisa, Lisa Sue. Sue. Yeah, it's just a, it's a beast. So anyway, last night they beat and they they beat and they beat and they raised. Um, a lot of that was due to Xilinx, uh, the the incorporation of that, that deal finally closed and they incorporated Xilinx now and and that that helped the business last quarter. But um, it was just a just a well oiled machine of a company, e- even amidst this crazy, you know, chip shortage we have uh, globally. AMD just keeps on keeping on. The, the, that's an unbelievable company. Lisa Sue is just unbelievable. And I mean, the way it turned it around from you know, 15 years ago was AMD was an afterthought, and AMD is now you know right up there with Nvidia. It's an unbelievable turnaround story. The company is not expensive. Um, I do own it. I was early on it. I wanted to own AMD for a long time. I thought the $50 pullback was enough. Apparently not. It's decided to pull back more, obviously, from the highs. So I'm bag holding this thing still here, but I stuck it in the long-term portfolio for a reason is that I wanted some chip exposure and the valuation isn't crazy anymore. So it's still not crazy, but you know, do you get another shot back at 90, 91? Do you want to chase something six bucks? Probably not. It's not the market to chase in, but with that being said, this company fires on all cylinders. Spencer, can you reach out her to her today and see if you can get her on the show? I know she's a big Kramer because I'm telling you. I, I... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I had a clerk on the floor at the Merck. Her name was Lisa. It's not the same person. Joel's thinking it's Lisa, same Lisa. Does she look the same? Joy. Yes, uh, she looks the same. And you this, know she has a clerk and, on the floor. And this girl went, and Lisa Sue went to, um, what's that good school that I was going to go to if I couldn't get in Michigan? Harvard? MIT. MIT. Yeah, Harvard was my third choice. All MIT. Right. But so this is what I'm thinking about in the <laughs> AMD. Okay. 100 bucks. This thing has got to get through 100 bucks. Oh, it's going to have trouble there. Yeah, it's going to have trouble there. Uh, I don't even know if it's going to get there today, but I think longer term, I mean, you had that many lows there. Look at the, look at this monthly low, monthly low, monthly low, monthly low. And then it finally cracked. Right. So a lot of people are thinking, I want to get my money back in triple digits. Right. So that just longer term, it's got to get over hundred and close over hundred. Is it going to do it today? It doesn't look like it. So I'd be a little bit, I'd be worried about a fade on this one. I'd be worried about a fade if it doesn't take well, even the pre-market high. What's the pre-market high? The pre-market high or the after-hours high? I stand corrected. Ninety-eight seventy-nine. So for me, ninety-eight seventy-nine to a hundred sell zone, major sell zone. It's for, been the uh, year not there. to chase. Twenty twenty-two, yep. the year not to chase. I'm not chasing anything up six and a half percent because this twenty twenty-two is the year that you get a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance or a fifth chance to buy. Hasn't paid to chase, so I'm talking against my book here, yes, because I'm already in it, but I don't think you need to chase it either. All right, we've been debating uh, on our show for the past couple of days or couple of weeks is uh, consumer spending 
specifically consumer spending on big ticket items like cars. So joining us now is uh, someone who can speak a lot more closely to that, Michelle Krebs. She is the executive analyst at Auto Trader, um, and she can speak to the, that demand, that consumer demand in in cars, in trucks, and how how it's waxing or waning. So let's bring Michelle on the show right now. Michelle, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? Good. How about you? Doing great. So. We, as I as I mentioned just now, we, we've been having this debate just about about cars or about boats or appliances. You know the big ticket items. What are you seeing right now, or what is the data showing right now with regards to just consumer demand uh, in, in in you you know U.S. auto sales? Well, I think first the big mistake that people are uh, doing are saying demand equals sales, and that is not the case at uh, all. Uh, demand is extremely strong. Sales are not because we don't have the inventory to fill that demand. So demand is still outstripping um, supply and supply is just not budging much. Um, You know, it's about we've got about a million units every month of new vehicles to sell. And it's been kind of stuck there for quite some time. So we still have not filled that pipeline with production yet. And now we keep getting more hiccups. So it's still not a demand problem. Interesting. No, not at all. All right. Because I sometimes I see these commercials and I just like shudder at these like pickups that are like, you know, 60, 70, 80 grand. And they're nice. Don't get me wrong. They're nice cars. But I mean. Well, it's a, the demand is from a different kind of buyer these days. Um, you know, a lot of people, because of higher prices, have been pushed out of the new vehicle market. That's been happening for a while. It's really accelerated with the chip shortage and inventory shortage. Um, so it, the people who are in the market are less affected by economic factors. They've, they've got really good credit, so interest rates don't really affect them. Okay. It's a much more affluent buyer that's in the new car market. But if there is some people getting pushed out of the market, does that not eventually hit demand? I mean, if we lose some buyers, because, you know, businesses obviously operate on tight margins, especially the auto companies. And, you know, a fall of like three or four or five percent in sales. We'll hit the bottom line really, really hard. If we lose like three or four percent of potential buyers that are pushed out of that market because of higher prices, doesn't that eventually, you know, decrease the demand here going forward? Not necessarily, because what we've seen is uh, automakers are generating much higher revenue, uh, beefier profit margins because they are selling much higher priced vehicles. Is there the potential then for them to lower some of these prices to bring these people back in? Like, I mean, we don't typically see prices of automobiles go down, but we have seen the prices go up so much in the last year. Could there be like a pullback in some of these prices? Like in Canada here, I'm looking at a new F-150 and it's $95,000, some of these on the lot. And I like just look at that and think, I'll drive my current F-150 until it's in the ground at those prices. Right. And and many of us will. Uh, but there are many people out there still willing to spend that kind of money. Um, I, I don't see they're not going to lower prices. I think one of the lessons that the automakers have learned out of this is mm, a little less inventory is a really good idea because it's been much healthier in terms of uh, their revenues and their profit margins. Oh, great. We're never going back to the way it used to be of massive amounts of uh inventory, and then huge discounts. I mean, incentives are at their lowest level that I can ever remember. Oh, wonderful. That makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Prices it's, going it's up the bottom line. <laughs> all right, Michelle, does the, uh, does the end of the month trick work still? You know, when the guys want to meet their quotas and 
you kind of go in and now the end of the month trick doesn't work not anymore like, i mean it, the, no? the trick now is you should be ordering and in fact i've seen ads uh by ford that if you order your vehicle you'll get an incentive you'll get a discount because they they want people ordering vehicles now and in fact most vehicles are sold before they even arrive at the dealership and sometimes even before they're made which is something we've never seen before. That's a very European thing. This is, this is going the same way as the housing market. I, I feel like yeah. you're just describing the housing market to yeah. us. It's it's similar. Oh man. All what right. about the whole EV push? What about that? I mean, maybe I've been ex, you know accelerated with with the war and the price of oil. I mean, we've been talking about this with you for years. Uh, you you know that the uh, driverless cars or EV. I mean, do you see, I mean, obviously Ford's moving into that. GM is all moving into that. Are we, are we still a ways off on the, on the driverless cars and the, uh, you know, the big push to EV? Well, first let's start with EVs. EV sales have been rising since the fourth quarter of 2020. They rise every month. Um, And, and also they're, I mean, most of that's because of Tesla's growth, but also we are seeing more EVs introduced to the market. Yes, uh, we saw uh, increased shopping of electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles during the, when the gas prices uh, went up. Um, so, you know, we continue to see strong um, EV sales going forward. Autonomous vehicles, uh, you know, they're starting to, there's some robo taxis from uh Waymo and Cruise running around in San Francisco and, and Arizona. Um, but, you know, when are they going to be widely available? That'll be a while. What about the Apple car? Didn't they make uh, some oh, big hype? Yeah. They made it's some big hype. secret. No, who knows? I mean, Apple's kept <laughs> such a good secret. It's Sometimes we read it's on, then we read it's off. I think They hired some big shot from Ford, though, yesterday. Right, some right. 31-year right. veteran. So. Yeah, yeah. So... Who knows? They're so secretive. We don't know. All right. Michelle, is there, are there any other, you know, auto market trends that, that you're seeing that, that, that we need to be aware of right now as it, as it pertains to, you know, the, the public market side of things? Well, I just think, you know, when is, when are chip product, when's trip chip production going to increase? When is production going to get a little bit back to normal? Um, those are the things that I'm watching on the immediate horizon. I don't, I think it's going to be a while. I mean, we just lowered our sales forecast for this year because we don't think the production is there to fill it. So we're at a 15.3 million uh, forecast for this year. We downgraded that from 16. All right. Well, I feel super positive about the future now. I had never extrapolated the, the, uh, the, the housing market model to the car market where <laughs> I, is that is that is that the biggest lesson of this pandemic for all these ma- manufacturers? Oh, less supply is a good thing. I can't admit mm-hmm. you're right. I'm sure you, but it's man. absolutely true. Look at read the read the financial statements. Their profit margins are uh, bigger. The dealer profit margins were at a record last year. They're so high this year that the uh, automobile dealers association isn't going to publish them anymore. So, um, you know, and the big dealership groups are doing very well because you're killing me. As a consumer, you're killing me. Yeah. Oh, for a consumer, consumers are the losers in this. <laughs> consumers, losers. Uh, one more. That's been the you. way. That's been the, <laughs> the way here for a, a long time. I think. Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, out of your 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 field here. But uh, did you see what's going on to to Lyft today? 
and uh, uh, Uber not as much. But uh, did you see what they're doing to Lyft today here? Uh, I saw a headline, but I haven't dug into it yet. Okay, down 26%. All right, well, Michelle, I think you've given us like a that well-rounded perspective on things here. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Michelle Krebs, uh, executive analyst, auto trader. Always a pleasure. Have a great rest of your week, Michelle. Thank you. Um, all right, so I guess the takeaway here is you got to invest because if you're just a consumer, you're screwed. Um, man, whew, that one made me feel great about, about uh, car prices going forward. Uh, Surfer Boy says bring her back ASAP. Well, I'll do my best, Surfer Boy. Um, She's man, great. Whew, she is great. Consumers though. have been getting screwed hard here for the last year. And that is going to continue for a while. But eventually here, I think the consumer is going to have a better environment. So I don't think see it lasting forever. I could, I disagree with her. I don't think it's going to last forever. I think you are going to see demand destruction in some of these. Uh, you know, Even though the margins are higher and they want to keep the prices higher, I think you're going to start to see demand destruction. And that makes me scared to own any auto. Oh, shoot. I, me- I meant to ask about Carvana. Damn, I forgot. Well, that been uh, I wanted to ask about that because that's been a disaster. What a mess, man, Carvana. Can we just go and look at this chart here for a second? And the epic fail of everyone who bought the initial dip. So on the earnings report, which would have been back, I believe, from the 20th, um, stock dropped, obviously, from $100 down to 70 and then rebounded in the after-hour session like 110 what a gift that was. That was seven sessions ago. We've had a two-for-one stock split. The stock has been cut in half in seven days from that 110 buyer after the earnings report to $54 here this morning. What is the news this morning? Because every day I come in, the stock just goes down another 5%. <laughs> Who well, downgraded now, it today? So, so now what's happening is, is all the analysts that had buy ratings are way out oh to lunch gosh. here. So the, the last couple of days, so today is Adam a downgrade Jonas. from Morgan Stanley. Yesterday, really? Yesterday was yes. a downgrade from Wedbush and Wells Fargo. Uh, the day before, oh, Stiefel still has a buy rating. All right, good luck with that. Um, anyway, it's just all downgrades now. because It's Adam Jonas today. Morgan Stanley downgrading at equal weight. He puts a $105 price target on it, so he's trying to get it down. He dreaded to equal weight. But this price target is still up 100% from where this is. Is there anybody that's more bullish than Adam Jonas and been more wrong on all of these stocks? Uh, He's I'm been sure okay I'm on Tesla. I'm sure I could find somebody, Dennis. <laughs> I guess they're all just got a job to be eternally bullish. But, you know, these price targets, these absurd price targets, and they got to downgrade. And, you know, and they got to come and look, and here you are. So we're going to sell Carvana. Down another 5% because Adam Jonas lowered his price target to $105, which is up 100% from here. It's how absurd Wall Street is. So I don't know what to say, though. The stock's making a new 52-week low. The stock is not just making a new 52-week low. It's making a new two-year low here. Has this company ever made money? Carvana ever Uh... been profitable? I think so. Maybe. Let I me mean, check. Check. I, I don't know. I guess when they start getting crushed like this. No, the gotta, answer is no. <laughs> you got to start doing valuations and you got to start looking. You know, is, is there the potential that this, you know, obviously, um, you know, could get into a reasonable valuation range? It's hard to do that math when they don't make money or they've never made money. So, I mean, those stocks are just, they're, the market is just unforgiving of these companies. I mean, put it in perspective, one month ago, we are, you know, literally March 25th, so we're talking like five weeks ago. 
The stock was $150. It's down 60% in five weeks. These are absolute massacres on some of these mm-hmm. stocks. Like People have been absolutely crushed on some of this stuff. Yep. yep. I'm just thankful that I didn't have like, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe I can own 50 stocks or 40 stocks in my long-term portfolio. And I've had the odd disaster, but I just look at it and think, I'm so lucky I don't have like a half or a dozen of these things where, you know, I had the Netflix, which was, you know, actually it's my wife's RSP that had the Netflix. So I can no. laugh at her. But I mean, I've been lucky so far to get through this earnings season relatively unscathed from not having like so many of these lifts and, you know, stocks getting crushed 30% down. I mean, I guess if you buy at reasonable valuations, maybe they don't get crushed like that. But holy mackerel, there has just been some stocks just killed. Yeah, I I mean down down today on a downgrade. I mean, like on so on some of these I could find somebody who's been dead wrong. I know dead wrong. Fifty four thirty four pre market low. The next monthly low is forty four. I don't think it goes to forty four today, but anything can happen in this market. Uh, Got a nice little trend line. I wish I could make it a little bit tighter because I could probably bring it into here. Uh, but that will take me about a week to do. So, all right, uh, real fast. Uh, the ca- the calendar for tonight. Uh, again, uh, Uber. You can ignore that because they reported this morning. Yeah, report. uh, uh, tonight slash tomorrow morning is the busiest uh, overnight period of this earnings season. Gosh. You literally have like uh, like hundreds of companies here. I'll, I'll tell you, there's a uh, 291 companies reporting earnings tonight and 178 reporting earnings tomorrow morning 500 so, com- 400 companies plus yeah yeah so it, it's absolute madness ebay twilio you know etsy tripadvisor booking fastly fortnet corvo so a, a lot of big names uh all state if you care about car insurance um yeah so and then tomorrow morning shopify which is you know huge Ooh, look at starbucks up five bucks oh you know what let's talk about that report great 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 point joel because uh to me again i i read i skimmed the transcript and i saw a bunch of tweets about it it didn't seem very good like the conference call itself seemed like there was a lot to not like and yet the stock is higher this morning i'm i'll be honest i'm not quite sure why i guess uh they're uh you know their numbers were okay, but from from all the comments that I heard, I mean they're withdrawing their guidance. I, I saw that uh, they're having a really hard time keeping employees. Uh, it, it didn't sound great the conference call from what I saw, and yet the stock is up. So go figure. Not buying it, and they, they even cut. They even like Joe. Just before uh, I, I, I sorry, ahead, interrupt I'm sorry. you, but I always do that anyway. Okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, they they even like. No guidance. They no, got no, rid of they're like, withdrawing their guidance. Yeah, withdra- I said that. Like yeah. withdrawing, like like not going to give guidance anymore. Like going forward, so like we're not giving guidance anymore. Well, o- only for Q three and Q four. Oh, is that what so they it's said not it's Q4. not forever. It's a temporary thing. Usually that equals sell, but in this it, case, it means they don't have transparency into their own business, right? So <laughs> again, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it's up this morning. I guess really people don't. look at it. They don't give guidance. They can't, you know, like miss the numbers <laughs> i guess i don't know no numbers to hit so what do you think joel technically 80 bucks uh well 80 is a number you haven't hit it yet but i i just longer term here i'd just be licking my chops here at 81.50 
Uh, all those highs there before the last breakdown up five and a half bucks. So if this thing ever gets, well, I won't say ever because you never know what can happen. But man, that that's just, you hit it that many days in a row. And uh, so that's a major resistance. So that's what I've been looking at on the, on the upside. And it, first things first, you got, there's probably some paper there at 80. But longer term, if you're a Starbucks, you're looking for this thing to go back to triple digits. You want to see it cleared, uh, this 8140, 8150 area pretty soon, or else, uh, I think it would just fade and go back down lower and eventually fill that gap at 75, 79. The other big disaster stock overnight here, which Joel and I discussed yesterday or the day before, maybe was Tupperware, which is down 30% or 29%. Today there's two. What? I said there's always one stock down 30% on earnings. Today there's two. Yeah. Well, there's actually a couple more as well, but uh, smaller ones. Tupperware, uh, their earnings per share came in extremely light. Their EPS for last quarter was 12 cents versus a Wall Street estimate of 52 cents. Sales of 348 versus 356 million dollars. They also withdrew their guidance for the year because, and they said it, we ain't gonna hit it. So, so what's the point in having it? This was a COVID stock. It was. Yeah, exactly. People were sitting at home, yep. looking at their disorganized cupboards and going out and buying Tupperware. And the stock went from a dollar. It went we from found a, it this one. Dollar, a dollar fifteen. Dollar twenty six. I got a dollar fifteen even. Definitely. Uh, either Definitely. way, it, it was a buck, and it went to thirty eight dollars. This and is don't a stock has been June? in secular decline. Don't you remember forever. June of twenty twenty? June of 2020, it was, a, it, was the, it was the stock to buy. You, you can go look at the volume. Tupperware was the stock to buy in June 2020. It was like everybody's stuck at home, and they're reorganizing the cupboards, and they need Tupperware. Yeah. And that is not the case anymore. We are back to normal, at least in North America, and we don't need that much Tupperware. And the stock was a dumpster fire going into COVID. COVID brought it out of it, and now we're back to non-COVID markets. and that's why this stock is starting to come off significantly here. We can look and say, oh, yeah, twelve fifty cheap. It was a buck. And it was before COVID even. If we go back just to, you know, get some pricing before COVID, because obviously COVID, you know, knocked a lot of stocks down. But even before COVID started, the stock was only like two bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, could we foresee a, st- an, a market environment where Tupperware goes back to 2 or $3? No. I think it's possible. I would not buy this. Oh, stuff. 2 or 3 Yeah. I thought you meant the upside. No. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, are we eventually going back to where we were in 2019 when the stock oh, was sure. $3 For or sure. $5? Yeah. It could. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, no, thank you. Just, just disaster. All right. Uh, we'll do some ticker time here. Someone asked about Shopify. They, As I said, they report here uh, t- uh, tomorrow morning. Um, so I don't know. It's not going down for the moment. Great company on the shopping list, shop on the shopping list. It is on my shopping list as well. I said I would buy it in here and I'm going to regret it. I think that I haven't pulled the trigger yet. It's I still, did, just, I did buy it. Did you win? And then I sold it. I bought it oh, at, oh, at uh, I bought it at six and sold at five. Well, that's still, at least you saved some money. <laughs> I, I kind of, so I originally bought Shopify at 300 when we were in like the COVID you know, la 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 yeah la la yeah and it went to 600 joel do you remember that it went from 300 to 600 in like two weeks i was like i just bought this two weeks ago i think i even saying on the show i literally just bought the stock two weeks ago it doubled in two weeks i'm like i'm selling it just because it feels overdone that was a worse sale it went from 600 and then obviously went to 1700 and i'm like wow 
I'm never getting it back again. Here it is. I sold at 600. I can rebuy to 460. I actually scalp 140 points in the long-term portfolio there. So the long-term portfolio, it was supposed to be put in there, and I put it in there, and it's doubled in two weeks. And I was like, I cannot look the gift horse in the mouth that Joel's saying and not sell a stock that doubles in two weeks. So we're back. And I said if it ever came back to that pricing range that I originally bought it, I would buy it. So I should be probably buying it in the long-term portfolio here, but it's just it's tough to pull the trigger when they hate high valuation stocks so much, and it's hard to pull the trigger ahead of an earnings report where we've seen high valuation stocks get tuned up to the you know 25, 30%. So I'm scared to death to own it through the report. Let's let's see the numbers. I uh, got to read. I, I do like yeah. the Oh boy, I mean. It, you know, it's coming off the bottom. You know, you have some bottom fissures in here. You've had a couple, a couple nice days. Uh, I'll stay with the rally until you have like a super big green bar like this. And if you have that, then maybe it's time to head for the hills. Um, the dailies are not. I mean, if you're looking for, I mean, it's so hard to to figure this out. I'd say. If you're looking for a major you know breakout to the upside, I'd say over four four seventy six. I see two two highs in the four seventy five handle. Seventy five thirty five was actually yesterday's high, and then seventy five eighty five was the high back on uh, April twenty fifth. After that, it opens up to four four ninety two seventy one. But hey. uh, just like it's coming off the look at the red bars. You know, they're big and thick, and and then like the green bars are just kind of like wimpy. So they're minuscule. like t- tepid buyers. You know, they're not chasing the thing. Hey, hey, don't don't look Hit now, but day. don't look now. But Uber gave back like most of those gains from their. From- I yeah, it Joel did, it, correct it, with the. Call. I'm sorry about that, Uber. I didn't mean to say that. To you. <laughs> Joel made this. Well, you know what? Also, is faded spot. another good call. I think we've got it. People are trading uh, while we're speaking. Uh, that Airbnb is uh, starting to repel too. We're in the 149 handle. It's too. hard to chase. It's hard, so hard to chase stocks. I mean, AMD is trying to hold up. Fantastic quarters for AMD and Airbnb. AMD already on Airbnb on the shopping list. Shopify on the shopping list. But again, we're just not in the market environment where you just want to own stocks that are, you know, you, everything. You got to have some cash. You got to be sitting and picking your spots. And it seems like if you're chasing, it gives you another chance. So you don't need to chase in this environment. Maybe we're going to need to chase one day, but in this market environment, we have not needed to chase anything. Be careful on this AMD because I've seen it do this before. It might like blow through the pre-market high, which is uh, 90. You know, it's only a buck away here. You know, just hold on up. Yeah, 98.79. But I've seen it do so many times that like, I'll give a number. I'll think it's a good number. And then it blows through it like by a buck, a buck and a half. And I'm thinking, oh, that really wasn't that good number. And then you look like two hours later in the day and it's like three bucks below that number. So uh, keep an eye on it. Just don't, you know, if it if it gets to that pre-market high, you're taking 100, 100, 100. Just be careful if it goes up to the pre-market high and then, and then can't hold. Um, all right. Man, we covered a, just a fraction of the earnings reports this morning. And, ticker, uh, ticker time. Oh, and great, great call out. I think it was Falcon 9 in the chat that DoorDash will trade with Uber today. So, so, uh, yes. Sympathy there. Uh, okay. Uh, Data Dog for David Griffith. Uh, Griffith, DDO. That reports tomorrow night. Um, or tomorrow for sure. I'm not sure if it's tomorrow night or tomorrow. But um, uh, I'll tell you when. Stock's sitting near its lows. 
gosh, man. It can't own any of these stocks into the reports. The risk is just too high. There's going to be some gap uppers, yeah. but it seems like the ones that gap up eventually leak and the ones that gap down don't come back. So it's just not the risk reward to own into these reports is just not there. It's been it's been this earnings season, and that's why it's tough to just say, I'm going to buy this thing. I like the technical setup and reports earnings tomorrow. So who knows? If they say anything even remotely not good, it's a higher valuation number, it gets pummeled. Maybe it gaps up, maybe it goes up a bit on earnings, but then it probably comes back down again because that's what they do. So I just can't own anything in earnings right now, not these high flyers. Next monthly low, 109.11. And uh, if you do get some kind of crazy pop over 120, pair pair high sticking out right at 130 on here. You can definitely see that, 130.70 and 130.66. So I'll let you guys uh, uh, take it from here. I'm going to go talk uh, semis with uh, Matt Bryson. A good day. See what he thinks about this AMD report. I'll, I'll check in with you guys later on. Sell the rip. Clearly working in Moderna this morning as well. Stock. Oh, gosh. Did it give it back to mm, oh. some of it? They just don't hold. It's such a tough market. You know, how do you know you're in a bear market when stocks gap up and they don't hold gains and stocks gap down and they keep going lower? Mm -hmm. That's your definition. It's not down 20% on the indices. A bear market is when the response to good news ends up being bad and the response to bad news is bad. Yep. So, I mean, this is what we're in. Exactly what I'm looking for. It's tough to just come. And it's so tough, Mitch, to just say, yeah. This is the turning point. This is the turning point. We all want to be a hero. We all want to call the bottom. We all want to, you know, make the turning point happen. Mitch left me. Um, but it, it's Look, just such a difficult thing to do. I've been caught trying to do it in Kathy even a couple of times saying, I think the ARKK, I set it back in like, when was it? Like it made the March lows. And then I said in like April, you know, I, I think maybe, you know, the low of the 52-week low isn't. The 51.85 and took it out. So I'm like, so... You know, and I tried to buy, you know, a couple of times I've tried to buy ARKK just for a swing trade. I know. And you get stopped out. I, so, I know. Look, bottom line is tough. If you're trying to call, pick a bottom, I mean, good luck. Maybe you get lucky and you're right, but the odds are you will be wrong. Uh, we, yeah. I, He's tried it. I've tried it. We've all tried it. We at, keep trying at, it. And we keep trying it and we keep getting proven wrong. So, And the biggest problem is for the majority of people, Spencer, like you did a good job cutting your loser in Shopify. But the majority of newer traders will absolutely not sell at the loss. So then they get caught bag holding it too. And we all do it, you know, like we all do it in certain stocks. But if you're in it for a trade and it gaps down, you've got to get it out. Like my trading account, like, and I'll say it here again, goes flat every single day. I am 100% cash in my my trading account at 10 a.m. And that's when I take off. I know I don't trade from 10 to 2. I haven't traded to 10 to 2 in a lot of years. Those, unless there's a Fed day or there's something going on, then I come back. Like today, I'll probably stick around because it's Fed. But I mean, from 10 to 2 is really choppy hours. So I have like, I trade the close, I trade the after hours, I trade the pre market, I trade the open, and then I get flat at 10 a.m., zeros. Doesn't matter. Stock taking over, whatever. You know, you've got bad stock. It happens to everyone. You got 100 stocks in your trading portfolio from overnight or something. You can get the odd bad one. You eat the loss, you move on, you live another day. So long-term investing accounts, a different story, you know, like I do bag hold some stuff and sometimes I sell it because the theory's, you know, wrong or sometimes, you know, the theme has changed, but you know, you try not to trade that as much, but the moral of the story is don't let a trade become an investment. If you've got capital in your trading account and the stock gaps down on you 20% or 10%, don't hold on saying, well, I can't sell at the loss now. 
you got to eat the loser. You got to move on. It's it's just going to continue to erode your account in a lot of cases. Dennis, uh, may the fourth be with you. Oh my goodness, is it really? Always awesome. We didn't even talk Star Wars today. We didn't. Well, Joel's gone, so we can do whatever we want. Now we can go full Star Wars show. No, when's when's the Skywalker show come out? Disney Plus isn't at the end of the month. The Obi Wan Kenobi show. It is the end of the month. Why didn't they do it May fourth? That would have been so much smarter. I should be running Disney. You should. You gotta do that Skywalker show out on May fourth. May the fourth be with you. You should be running Disney. Drop the ball, Disney. I'm going to have to buy more stock just so I can uh, go in there and like, become an activist in it, maybe. So you got a long ways away for it. What's your big idea? Drop the Skywalker. Drop Skywalker. Obi-Wan can be on day four. That's my big idea. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Have a great later. rest of your day. We'll talk to you later. Hey, before I hop here, I, we got a quick question in the chat. Uh, someone who is new to Benzinger Pro, they asked, how do I create a watch list? It takes two seconds. Ready? I'll show you. You go to your main Benzinger Pro homepage. I know mine might look a little bit different than yours because I have, you know, uh, admin access. These are all the widgets. You just click on watch list right there and bada bing, bada boom. You can, I already have a watch list, but you can, on, on the top right, create watch list. Boom. Call it Spencer's watch. I can't type my own name, but whatever. Spencer's watch list. Here we go. Add stocks, AMD, Airbnb. Starbucks, all the stocks we discussed this morning, Carvana, that's it. You just go to the, the main homepage on Benzinga Pro, you click watch list right there, or on the left-hand side, it says watch list, and uh, that's it. All right, got to hop, got to go over to live trading with Benzinga. Don't forget, if you if you, if you you want to make a last-minute decision and go come to uh, the Finswit Summit next week in Vegas, just scan the QR code on the screen, that'll get you $200 off your ticket, I'll be there. Uh, Neil Hamilton, Luke Jacoby, Aaron Bree will all be there next week. Nick Shaheen and many others. So check it out. You can go to fintwit2022.com or just scan the QR code on the screen. Thanks to our guest, Michelle Krebs. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Smash that like, guys. We are not doing very good on the likes today. We're in, yeah, likes is, is, is slacking. Let's see if we can get to 800 likes. It may be a bit of a stretch, but maybe we can do it. We're only at, what are we at? 361. 362, 365. Let's get to 700 likes in the next 30 seconds. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or training advice. And yes, thank you for the reminder, Enver. Check out Benzinga.com slash pre-market, our newly redesigned pre-market homepage. You can watch our show there, get the biggest movers of the day, ratings, headlines, the whole thing. Benzinga.com slash pre-market. And I'm going to hop, send you guys over to live trading. Ryan, Mitch, Zunaid, everyone have a great rest of your day. Good luck at the Open, and uh, we'll see you for the Fed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.